My Car Guru, episode 165. Well, welcome, folks, to this edition of My Car Guru. And that is me, Lenny Lawson, real live new car dealer still, hopefully for quite some time. I tell my friends now that I'm 25% retired. So that means 75% of the time I'm doing the car business still. And uh, for those of you who don't know who I am, I've been, a family has been in the car business for a really long time, since 1926. And uh, my dad started in 56, I started in 78. So I'm, I'm up there. I'm a Medicare recipient. That works pretty good, too. But anyway, I have uh, a lot of things that I've been wanting to say over the years and been saying them. Uh, 20 years ago, I started doing a radio show maybe a little bit longer than that, and uh, it was about uh, trying to help people make good decisions about buying, selling, trading, servicing, you know, anything to do with their car. We've done shows on, you know, you wreck your car. What do you do? What do you look for? What kind of body shop? What kind of things should you say to the body shop manager that's right in the estimate? You know, a lot of people just don't know what to say when they wreck the car. I sold a new 2022 Ford Bronco to a good buddy of mine. Um, he had it ordered for two years. I believe that. He was one of the first ones to get in on the website when they opened it up, and it was like a year before they started building them. But then after he they built his, they stuck it out in what they call the Bronco Mountain, and that's where they stored all the Broncos that they didn't have enough chips and to finish. And they had a problem with the tops as well and had to replace all of those. It was just a, a nightmare. But he finally got his Bronco. And uh, took it home, had it for a week, and a tree fell on it right beside his house. And I kid you not, there is a six-inch diameter branch that went through his top, stabbed right through the back of his driver's seat. And uh, thank goodness he wasn't sitting in it because he would be no more. But what do you do when you wreck your car? You know, when people are thinking about buying a car, what do they do? Well, they go to Carfax and or auto check. Some people have access to auto check, which I think is a lot better. But they go to Carfax and uh, look and see if it's ever been wrecked, had any body work or anything like that. Oop, honey, this has been wrecked. We don't want it. And so they go on to the next one. When you really don't know what was done, what if it was just, you know, it could have been like a shopping cart, a Walmart incident. You know, somebody just hurled a shopping cart and, you know, let it roll. You ever seen that happen? like to throttle those people. But anyway, um, the shopping cart can do some damage if it hits hard enough, especially on some of the thin metal some of these cars have these days. So what do you do? Well, a lot of people take it to the body shop. I would call the dent doctor first and let them have a whack at it. You never, ever want to paint a car and take it to the body shop if you don't have to because they create a record and it goes on Carfax. You know, if it's just a minor dent or a ding, you go to your local car dealer and you say, who do you guys use to push out dents? And they'll tell you. They say, he's here. Oh, we use Paul, and he's here every Thursday. Well, good. Can I have his cell phone number? So you call Paul, and he said, yeah, I'll be happy to push your dent out. I'll even do it in your driveway. That's what our guys do. They'll come to your house, push your dent out. So it's maybe $35, $50, something like that, and it doesn't show up on a Carfax. But if you take it to a body shop, guess what they want to do? They want to, they want to rake off all that paint, sand it down, fill it with a little filler, and uh, paint your door. And then guess what? That's right. It doesn't match. And they leave tape lines. 
along the edges of the doors because they don't paint all the way to the door jam because the insurance company won't pay them to do that. So, you know, I wreck my car. I take it into a body shop. I want to see the estimate. I want to see whether they're using LKQ parts. That's like, kind, and quality. Or are they using new parts? You know, and I want to see the estimate. And and let's say after you have a body, always take a pre, um, pre-repair photo on your phone. Go around the car. Make sure you get all your stuff out of it, too. Get that 357 Magnum out of the dashboard. And so, you know, you just go ahead and get it, clean it all out, and then just take pictures. Um and so that you have before and after. Because if you end up selling your... Let's say you just had a, a collision on the right front. You hit a deer, busted your headlight, and messed up your bumper and your grill. Maybe got into your fender a little bit. Take a picture of it. Okay, so somebody's trying to buy your car. You've got it sitting out there in front of your house with a for sale sign, or you're, you know, you're on Facebook Marketplace or something, and you're trying to sell the car. And they pull up a Carfax while you're sitting there talking to them. Oh, this car's been wrecked. We don't want it. And you say, well, let me show you pictures of what what happened. So you reach in your glove box. There's the pictures. They say, oh, you just hit a deer? Okay. Well, that didn't bend the frame or anything. It's fine. So most people will, will feel good about that. Folks, knowledge is power. And, you know, you don't want to try to deceive anybody. How many people do you think I've – how many cars do you think that I have appraised and found that they had had paint work and body work and stuff like that and the customer didn't know anything about it? It's because they didn't know when they bought it. A lot of people bought and don't even know what Carfax is. Now, can a Carfax be wrong? Heck yeah. They're wrong all the time. You know, now if you see a car on there that says airbag deployment, don't buy the car unless you just don't care. You know, if it's really, really cheap and it's, you know, it's got a reconstructed title or something like that, then maybe it doesn't matter to you. You just want transportation and it's cheap. It's half price. There's a reason that it's half price. But if you see a, an accident with airbag de- deployment, I'd recommend you stay away from that car. I don't care what they say. Because if an airbag went off, then it, it had enough G-forces against it to trigger the, the system. And, you know, the airbags, lots of times, I hate to say this, but they're not getting replaced. A lot of these shady body shops, you know, airbags are very expensive, and they get this big check from the insurance company that pays, you know, $1,500 for an airbag, and they say, well, these people never know whether it has an airbag or not. You know, they're not going to wreck it again. So would would some people do that? Yeah. Not most of them, but some will. But if you see an airbag deployment on a Carfax, run. Find another car, you know, because there's plenty more out there. But, yeah, you got to know what to say, and, and it helps to have somebody that, that knows that, and I'm that guy. I mean, I'm... How many car dealers do you know personally on a first-name basis? Probably zero. Well, you know one now. And, uh, you know, I know it's a big country, and there's about 300 million of you out there. So if, if enough people listen to this radio show, I'm going to be inundated, and I'm going to have to have uh, a whole new staff. But that's okay. Um, we just have to communicate. You can do it by my best, – best way is my email, LennyLawson2020 at gmail.com. That's L-E-N-N-I-E, L-E-W-S-O-N. 2020 at gmail.com. I used to use my uh, my car guru, Lenny at mycarguru.org, but that system doesn't work very good. I need to find another email provider for that one. So just use my Gmail account. If you have a question, want to know, Lenny, we're about to get our car fixed at a body shop. What do we look for? And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, but please take pictures before and after. Um, 
you know, and, and I'll give you some things to look for right after this break. Okay, so you wrecked your car. It's getting fixed by a body shop. And, uh, you know, you don't know them. Insurance company sent you there. You've never seen these people before. You don't know what kind of work they do. They have a pretty good reputation with the body shop. I mean, with the insurance company. You know, State Farm and Farm Bureau and a lot of different companies will send you to particular body shops because they are a certified pro shop. And that means that they meet the insurance company's standards. You know what that means sometimes? That they fix them cheap enough that the insurance company loves them. And they're hoping that you're not going to be real discerning as far as the quality of the job. Anytime you have paint work, I'll just tell you one thing. Look for tape lines. What is a tape line? Well, that's where they, they spray, like a door, for example. They spray the outside of your door. It's been wrecked. They replace the door. They spray the outside of it. And no, they don't. I'm sorry. They don't replace the door. You just, they do some body work, sand it down, spray the outside of the door. And along the edge of the door where, the, where they tape it off, they don't spray the, the door jam itself on the inside. They just tape it off. And when you pull that tape off, do you think that leaves something behind? Yes, it does. It leaves a ridge. And if you go to a car dealership and they're appraising your car, and you're going to see that used car manager, if you watch him, he's going to open all the doors and fill along the edge of the door. He's going to open the gas door, you know, where you put your fuel. He's going to look inside there and feel around that. Feel around the tailgate if it's a truck. He's going to raise the hood, feel around the edges of the fenders, along the edge of the hood. You know what he's feeling for? Well, he's not weird about your truck. He wants to feel tape lines. That's a sign that something's been painted. Because maybe it has a clean Carfax. Doesn't mean it hadn't been painted. You know, like I said, a lot of people, they don't want to turn it into their insurance company and make their rates go up, so they just pay the body shop, you know, to do the work and not report it. So you got to watch out for that kind of stuff if you're buying a car. What else you want to watch for in body shop? Well, you know, they may deliver, be, be very wary of taking delivery of your car unless you see it in, in multiple different kinds of light, like inside and outside. You can have a bad paint match on the inside of the building, and it's noticeable, and it looks perfectly fine outside. But then you, it could be the opposite. It looks good inside, and you take it outside, and my gosh, that's yellow. That's not white. You know, I'm, I'm restoring a 65 Mustang right now. I went out there, and the guys were bolting the front end on it, and I noticed that the, uh, the filler panel that goes between the bumper and the grill is whiter than the fender. And I said, Mickey, that's not going to work. He said, I noticed that was a little off. So why is, it, why is he putting it on there then? Anyway, I was nice about it. And you need to be nice too, but, it, you know, if somebody, if the paint doesn't match, you don't want to take your car. Um, take somebody else with you. Get a second opinion as far as that is concerned. Okay, and if they, you know, another thing that, that you want to look for, especially if they did a panel repair like a bedside or, or they did a, a door or fender, you want to not just look at it straight on. Get over to it, an angle where you can look down the side of it from an angle because then you will see some irregularities. should be pretty uniform. Now, you may see some bumpy paint, and that bumpy paint is called orange peel. And that's just on about just about every car that's sold these days is going to have just a little extra paint. The factories like orange peel. But now a lot of body shops will, you know, repair your door and, and sand it down so much it doesn't have any orange peel and it just looks weird. It's an obvious sign that the vehicle has had body work. Now, you know, the worst thing a body shop can do to you, I mean, paint's bad enough, okay? But if it's a major repair that, had, that got into the unibody, 
uh, the actual understructure of the vehicle, or interstructure, I should say, or the frame. Uh, you want to see before and after frame repair measurements. Now, if it's a good body shop, they're going to have a laser measuring system that they use before they repair it and after. You want to see both measurements, and you want to make sure where the damage was, what did they have to do to it, and then when they pulled, got done pulling it, and the final measurement that everything was in the green, which means that it was in, within factory specifications. If it's not in the green, you could be going sideways down the road. And, you know, a lot of these little body shops, they don't have these, these uh, frame, these chief, uh, the one we use is chief easy liner. And it's a measuring system. It just looks, it's a scanner. You know, when you go to the grocery store and you go to the self-checkout and you put your barcodes and stuff on there and scan it so that you don't have to wait in that big line with a lady that has like three cartloads full of groceries, um, then it's the same technology. It's a laser. And they hang targets up underneath the vehicle. So they put it up on a lift, and there's certain places that these little metal targets, they look like, I don't know, a little bar that comes down in a flat tab with a bar uh, with some reflective tape on it. And they put that laser uh, gun, basically, uh, and it just spins around. It goes in the middle of the vehicle, and it just shoots out to all those targets, and it measures the uh, tolerances uh, on the frame. And if something's bent, it shows up in the red and when it's done being repaired, it shouldn't show up in the red. Now, if you have a bad enough accident, you, your body shop may say, okay, we want to replace the frame on this vehicle. Now, we've done that a lot. Um, should you be concerned if they're wanting to replace your frame? I don't think so. I think if they're going to, I would rather have a frame, complete frame replaced. Now, that sounds like a big deal, folks, but it's really not. Two good technicians, as long as the cab is off, and, and the bed is off, two good uh, technicians can swap all the components from one frame to another. I'm talking about that, the axles, the engine, and all that stuff in about uh, six hours. We, used, we normally use two guys to do it, and they team up, and they were oh, at the Chevy store that I had. They were just phenomenal. I mean, they could get it even quicker than that. But, you know, they do enough of them. They, they get good at it. But I, I would rather have a... Um, from, fresh from the factory frame than one that was bent, crushed, and pulled in, back into uh, tolerances. Wouldn't you? Now, if it's just the right front frame rail or, or the rear, it's, if it's just the rail, that's different. you know. But if it's really bent, your insurance company is probably going to make that call. And many times that'll total the car. You know, if a car gets hit bad enough, just like my buddy's Bronco, you know, a tree falls down the middle of it and stabs the, the driver's seat and, you know, crushed the hood and bent the, the windshield, top of the windshield frame. I haven't heard from yet, him yet as to what they're going to do about it, but I'm hoping they total it. Because if they don't, um, I don't know, his value is going to be greatly affected by it. And the interior, I mean, the, the dollars to put these things together is crazy. Just like uh, modern vehicles have very expensive headlights. I remember when we used to, uh, when I was writing estimates in the body shop, that was one of my many jobs. Um, we would replace a headlight assembly and it was, I don't know, $140. Uh, we replaced a headlight assembly not too long ago in a BMW. It was $3,500 per side. So the car gets hit in the front end, destroys the headlight assemblies, destroys the bumper, you know, gets into the motor a little bit. Doesn't hurt the motor block, but just gets into the motor. Bends the fenders, bends the, the structure of the unibody. Airbags go off. That car's totaled. You know, there was a time that same hit, very repairable, you know, in an older style car. But now it's just, 
it's just too big, and, and that's what happens um, when, you know, you have modern vehicles with all of these LED lights and stuff like that. You may notice as one of the reasons that when you buy a new vehicle, you better call your insurance company and say, what are my insurance rates going to go up to on this car? Because you may be shocked. You know, that's a part. Somebody said, Lenny, why don't you talk about the total cost of ownership? You know, and I think that's an important consideration, especially when you're buying a car. You know, what's my motto as far as buying a car? Get a price, drive the car, test drive the car, you know, eliminate all the other possibilities, buy the right car for you, get your prices, and then go home and think about it. And while you're thinking about it, call your insurance agent and find out what the insurance cost is going to be. Give them the VIN number. That's all they need. And they can tell you what it's going to cost to insure that vehicle. So you got that. Uh, do you know what kind of fuel economy you're going to be able to get on this vehicle? Most of the EPA ratings you can trust. Now, there's some people say, no, you can't trust those. Well, they're based on normal driving habits. If you have a heavy foot, you know, if you're just not real smooth driver, and uh, then the EPA estimates are going to be maybe a little high. If you're really, really super conservative, then you may do better. I mean, I've had people come in and say they get, you know, 35 miles a gallon on a Chevy Impala. And I just look at them and say, well, that's great. You know, I don't, I'm not sure I can believe that, but there are people that, you know, because they don't drive like Lenny Lawson does, you know, they're able to get better fuel economy. So total cost of ownership is important. Can you afford a monthly payment? That's important. Can you afford the insurance? You know, can you afford, what's the maintenance going to be like on this vehicle? Is this an expensive vehicle to maintain? You know, most modern cars are not. But if you buy an import car, foreign, well, primarily German, you know, Porsche, BMW, maybe even Volvos, that's not German. You know what Volvo is? It's not even Swedish anymore. That's owned by a guy in China. I think the name of the company is Geely that actually owns Volvo. That's just not right. And Saab doesn't exist anymore. Remember Saab? They're the ones that had the ignition key down there on the console. I love those cars, but they were born of jets. That was their logo. They just, you know, couldn't last. General Motors bought them. That probably tells the whole story. General Motors ruined a lot of companies, and Saab was one of them. They took the Malibu and tried to turn it into a Saab, and, uh, you know, the Swedes weren't having it, and, of course, most Americans weren't either. But total cost of ownership is a, you know, it it involves everything Um, maintenance, uh, insurance expense, fuel economy, and then, you know, what your monthly payments are. Um, You know, and my final recommendation to most people is if you can't pay at least 20, well, right now the the cars are so high, but it's not going to stay this way. If you can't pay, you know, 15 to 20% down, then wait till you have that money saved and pay it. Don't just get in there. And I know when interest rates are at 0%, right? It doesn't, you don't, why pay anything down? I mean, you want to get the monthly payment where you need it to be, but free money is free money. So, uh, and if you can get even a 3%, you have to think about it. You know, where, where, where can you earn more than 3% on your money? Um, always look at the lease also, uh, just to have them give you a quote. I mentioned this the other day, but when you're, when you're buying a car, just uh, ask the salesperson, could you give me a lease payment on this and make sure that the capitalized cost is the same as the selling price? And he'll look at you and say, capitalized cost, what's that? I tell you what, his manager knows what it is, and he'll be impressed that you know what capitalized cost is. Because what a lot of dealers do, they jack up the price on a lease. That's not right. I know it's not right, and we don't do it. You know, I've never done that, but I know a lot of dealers that do. 
Um, and so you got to be careful on that too. So anyway, total cost of ownership, big deal. So I'll take my last break and be back here in just a minute. All right, so hopefully you learned a few tricks to protect yourself, just making sure that the, you're getting value for the money and that the body shop that's repairing your vehicle is not destroying your investment. You know, it really doesn't take that much extra time to do it right. They just have to know that you know what you're talking about. Because if you, if you go in there and you've never had anybody, they know what they're dealing with. Now, a reputable business is going to do it right anyway. But they still may not eliminate tape lines. And that's something that you can ask for. You know, you go in the body shop and say, now, when you replace my fender doors, you know, around my gas cap, hood and stuff, I don't want to feel any tape lines. Okay, I want that to go away. And they'll say, uh, that's going to cost extra. Well, I don't think it should cost extra because my insurance company is paying for this and I, you know, I want it to be back to factory spec, so it shouldn't cost extra. He said, well, I have to talked to your insurance company. Well, if you won't do that, then I'll just find another body shop to do it. Okay, we'll do it. So you just, I mean, you know, knowledge is power, and you just have to make sure that they know what you're talking about. Now, I know you're going to forget a lot of this. Uh, you're welcome. That's why this is a podcast. Uh, you can actually replay it. You know, play it for your friends. Um, you know, send it to other young people especially, or, you know, just send it to anybody that doesn't know anything about cars because they probably don't know anybody that knows this stuff. And, you know, you have access to my 44 years of experience, and you can, like I say, email me, LennyLawson2020 at gmail.com, or you can send me a text to my cell phone. I only have one, 423-552-2020, 423-552-2020. And I'll respond, and I'll help you. Um, you know, if you're trying to buy an old car or something that's uh, for sale, if you don't know how to pull a Carfax, we do. And I can keep you from making a mistake. And I don't care where you're buying it. I don't care if you're buying it from Carvana, or uh, which you shouldn't do, or or maybe uh, uh, CarMax, somebody like that. Just because they, you know, big old box stores and stuff like that doesn't mean they're not selling the same thing. Same thing most dealers are. Because when I go to the auto auction in Atlanta, Statesville, Nashville, all these different places that we go, and we buy a lot online from all over the country, the Carvana people and the CarMax people, they're buying from the exact same car lanes that car dealers are buying from. You know, they don't make these things. They actually buy off-lease cars. They buy rental cars. They buy cars off the street. And all of these are used cars pre-owned by somebody else. They've been smoked in, driven, some driven hard, some been windows been left down and, you know, soaked on the inside and they have a musty smell. Just because they're selling it doesn't make it a better car. More than likely, you could be paying more for, for it. So there's so many little things, nuances to this business that, that you don't do every day. Like I said from the very beginning, you probably don't wake up thinking about cars. But I do. And this is uh, uh, something that I can do to help folks out there in the world to make better decisions. So I hope you appreciate it. If you don't, I'm sorry. Uh, again, thanks for listening to this edition of My Car Guru, and I will see you next time.